0: Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you to help support the show visit patreon.com/ have a drink show
1: Ah tomorrow let's get our sour mix and get this party stuck I'm sorry what tomorrow isn't just short for amaretto What the hell is it? Oh I guess it's a Italian liqueur. this is gonna be a linguistically fun episode then all right well I'm trying to get two better and join us as we have a drink. <laughs>
0: To have a drink we so where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
1: I'm Justin Fraser.
2: And I'm Christopher Walker.
0: <laughs> hey, yes. How's it going guys? Oh it's it's a bittersweet day aside from the fact that we're covering a bitter uh, there's also the bitterness of a certain event that will be happening after our stream tonight.
2: <sighs> oh, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about I'm living in denial. <laughs> That, no, seriously. All week I've lived in denial that this is going to happen. That's even uh, taking a shower earlier today, and I'm I'm like afterwards I'm oiling my beard and combing it out. Not in my head. Totally going. This is it. This is the last time I get to I get to brush this beard. This is the last time I get to comb not, this beard. Not forever. This particular beard.
1: Well,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> this. I mean, technically, by this point, that that particular beard is like. It's not the same beard you grew. That hair has grown out and changed and
2: hmm. I'll meet this beard again in Valhalla.
1: <laughs> yeah. Chris is gonna shave his beard
0: for for November. November. Yeah.
2: But yeah. aside from that, uh we are currently in in the midst of aquatic catastrophe number three.
0: It it's not a catastrophe yet. Oh
1: oh sorry. In in the Walker household, not in the world. I was like,
0: (laughs) we could be. I mean, we don't. You know, Um, yeah. We uh, so we've we've had um, we had one. The first flood
2: was from it came from the toilet.
0: Yeah, it was from the plumbing because somebody flushed something they shouldn't have
2: caused a a pipe to crack and it caused pressurization issues. We started sending uh everything when everyone in the building flushed directly to our toilet. (laughs) Yes. That was fun
0: uh the second flood was caused to you by... by the letter
2: poo <laughs> yeah. no, there was no we didn't see poo, but it definitely smelled it was just it smelled and was full of cigarette butts so someone had been flushing cigarette butts yeah uh
0: the second one was from uh the windows uh mostly the living room window and um from it was like a really crazy rainstorm and it was just all the water you've ever seen <laughs> clearly
2: clearly we were not watertight
0: yeah. Uh, this new one is, well, we had someone at least look at it Friday, uh, and they're supposed to be out to fix the drywall on Monday. Uh, it no. is above the kitchen cabinets. <laughs> hmm.
2: So the upstairs Thanks. unit, which is currently unoccupied, apparently the washer-dryer combo has had a leak for quite a while, and I don't want to know what it looked like up there, because when yeah. the dude, like... We started, we'd been hearing what could have been dripping or could have been creaking. We had just recently turned on the heat. And again, this is a newest apartment to us, so we don't know what's going to, yeah, this is a hundred year old schoolhouse turned into apartments. So we don't know what's going to creak, what's going to sound like when we start moving into winter and things start contracting and everything like that. So I was like, I don't know, it, it could have been dripping, it could have been creaking. I didn't know. And I was like, well, I mean, it doesn't seem to be an issue, whatever sound we're hearing at this point until I got home on friday and there was definitely uh wet uh wet ceilings uh they they weren't drooping with water but you could tell they were damp and i was like nope that's definitely dripping and
0: and there was like a puddle on the floor and there was was water
2: coming out from under the wall
1: just picturing the picturing the maintenance guy going upstairs checking that that empty room, it's just water flooding into him and going,
2: Bio Neptune's beard. <laughs> so, no, he shows up, and the guy has because the people who own this property own other properties, but this is the only like historic property they own. Everything else is like normal apartment complexes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy's used to that. And because the normal guy who deals with everything here, I don't know, he's on vacation or something, he'll be back Monday to deal with this problem. <laughs> but that guy shows like has to come down from if you're in the Cincinnati area, Kenwood to Northern Kentucky on a Friday during rush hour. <sighs> so it, it took him like an hour and a half to two hours to get here. But like I said, when I called him, it was like, Hey, this isn't an emergency to us. None of our stuff's being affected, but you definitely have property damage going on. <laughs> yeah. So you want to get here to deal with this. Mm. And <laughs> so he gets here and he goes upstairs and he's like, no, yeah, it's a, it's a problem upstairs. Uh, <laughs> He's like, I'm <laughs> gonna be up there for a while cleaning that up, and
0: I <laughs> need to turn something off, so we haven't heard the dripping, which has been nice. Um, but yeah, there's definitely um, some damp drywall issues.
2: Yeah, the sheetrock uh, is definitely saturated, so that's uh, we're definitely gonna have to clean out our kitchen because they're gonna be replacing probably the yeah. whole ceiling. Yeah.
1: I was gonna say they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be cutting and replacing and. All kinds of fun
2: It's been great So at this point <laughs> If anyone's keeping track That is the bathroom The hallway The living room And now the kitchen Not to mention Our baby's room Have all had to have uh, Floor work Wall work <laughs> And plumbing work Since we've moved in So far Our bedroom is the only one That's not had to have work
0: And we've not even been here a year
1: <laughs> It's sounded sound me knocking on wood <laughs> Yeah Ah <sighs> Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> So nothing been super if exciting they tried, on my end. If so. they
2: try to take any of our deposit from us, then... We'll laugh in their face. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, Um. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, nothing's gone on on my end, but I am wearing a snazzy
2: new shirt. Yeah. Oh, is, is that... Represent?
1: <laughs> crown, I see. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It's actually, it's real comfy. I watched it the other day just to make sure there was no, like... Yeah, anything still in there from you know it being shipped to them, but it feels nice.
0: It did look mm. like one of the comfy ones, like that kind of material.
2: I, I have mm. also seen one of those shirts uh, recently because I guess is to be said we had a visit from uh, Smoke. from one of mm. our friends. Uh, Smoke from chat dropped by while he was passing through the nasty. And it was good to see him, and he overloaded us on uh, on beverages.
1: Yeah, he made a little little drop off at uh, Casey. Well, not dropping off, but he stopped by uh, the <laughs> Broken Throne Brewing and uh, then made his way up to, to you all. Everyone.
2: Like. Everyone has been there except, except us. for us.
1: <laughs> Kent. Kent has been there. I
2: know, I People know. People from
0: other states. Everybody just, you know, we're like, yeah. Well, we, People we from be the be. other
2: side of the country have been mm-hmm. there and we we can't. Uh, it's, I'm I'm going <sighs> to laugh
1: if Amos shows up in there before you.
2: Amos will make it there from Alaska before we get to go back to our home region. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, oh, it looks like Thanksgiving weekend we'll be able to be down there and Maybe do something. It's like you I'm can't be there to even now. Say anything. We can't even get all of our schedules together to get <sighs> all four of us in the same place again. again. Look,
1: I, I, I'm going to message Casey and just say like, "Look, Thanksgiving. I'm just going to uh, Thanksgiving week. I'm just going to spend every day in that bar, and you just stop on by."
0: <laughs> well, the three of us don't get to get together again until the Sam Adams event uh yeah so i keep <laughs> that oh, that's i
2: have something.
1: that day off and i keep forgetting that it's happening and i keep looking at they like why that trade shifts to get this day off oh right
2: right so soon <laughs> right. Uh, i guess we need to mention that again real quick it's a good good time to bring that up mm. uh so november 15th and 16th if you are going to be in cincinnati as a ticketed event the ticket is just you can still go with the ticket is to get pores of utopias they will be doing the first ever uh I guess we've been told it's actually not the first ever tapping. It's the first advertised tapping of a draft version of Utopias. Uh, apparently they had like a Sixtal at GABF.
0: Well, I mean, that's of a different it this thing. Year.
2: But they're going to be doing the release party and um, uh, anniversary party yeah. for the Cincinnati Tap Room. From Sam Adams, and it's uh, November 15th and 16th now, because the 15th... I got the last ticket for the 15th. <laughs>
0: I think the Saturday ticket's still on sale, too.
2: Yeah, I've got to get a second one for that, because I'm a glutton, and I want a second ounce. You pay 20 bucks for a single ounce and the commemorative glass of Utopia. I wonder what the yeah. glass looks like. Have they shown that? It's just the standard glass, the Utopias glass. It's extremely fragile, so that's that's one reason I'm like, ah, an extra one won't hurt. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, so
1: we'll be be all in proximity for that, and at least be up there on Saturday.
2: And if you feel like uh, scoring a rare bottle only available from the Cincinnati Taproom of the utopious barrel-aged barley wine from Mm, Sam Adams, that release is also going on.
0: So we all keep forgetting about that one, I feel like. Oh, I am not forgetting about it.
2: (laughs) Believe me. Well, not you. So yeah, that's that's, what's going on in our neck of the woods, uh... (laughs) Just anything yeah. else happening? In no,
1: the- not really. No, it's been all is quiet on the eastern front.
2: Uh, on the but, southeastern front. Yeah. So but banjos and moonshine. Some...
1: I've been watching a whole lot of Justified and <laughs> critiquing accents. So that's.
2: <laughs> we tend to do that.
1: I mean, like, some of them are fine, and some of them, you know, you know, they're 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 designed not to be from that area, so they're not trying to do that accent. But a couple of them, every so often you hear some words and you're like,
2: no. "Yeah."
1: But that second season of that show is so
2: good. Yeah, the second season's great. I think we made it to the third or fourth season. I, I watched know. that whole thing all the way through. We didn't drop off because of, like, a decline in the show. We just, like, I, I can't remember, we just got busy and... Oh, that yeah, that no, may have fine. been when we it canceled is, cable, so yeah, it, yeah. It, it is
1: all sense. on Amazon Prime. Ew.
2: Oh, okay, okay. F- but when it comes to other things on Prime, I'm still not caught up on uh, Mr. Robot,
0: hmm. and I, I haven't
1: even started Mr. Robot, oh. so
2: I cannot do
0: it. Oh, it's so good.
1: I will. I. It's on the list of things. Don't that be I know one I of those
0: people that's like, you haven't done this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's. <sighs>
1: I just I was in the mood and I saw it was on there and I was like, "Yeah, let's watch this."
2: It'll let's definitely work. have you donning your conspiracy theory hats for a lot of things happening in the real world because oh, it kind of mirrors mm. a lot of things.
0: It's disturbing. I cannot do it, but I'm, it's okay because it, Queer Eye Japan just started. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you
1: know, you know what we can do. What? Listen to the movie draft minute. Welcome to your Blue League Movie Draft Minute, presented by DiamondClub.tv for the week of October 28th, 2019. I'm your host, Big Voice Jay, brought to you by Karma, the new downtown bistro. There's no menu, you'll get what you deserve. Let's go to the scoreboard. Team Gelf is in last place with $4.1 million. Team r is in fifth place with $6.5 million. Team Snowshoes in fourth place with $8.2 million. Team Drink is in third place with $10.6 million. Team Geek Grills is in second place place with 178.2 million dollars and in first place with 364.8 million dollars
2: it's team dkg who your stream team movie draft minute for up-to-date listings follow stream team draft on twitter
0: okay i'm Wait, what? glad he sent me that because and it, i definitely double checked the date the week of the 28th which was this week
2: the the one that they put out on twitter earlier this week had us in last place with nothing. Well, well and so I mean, this is
0: this takes into account uh what Thursday and Friday or just Friday?
2: This, so this is midnight showings on Thursday and Friday uh, stats from Terminator Dark Fate alone put us in third place. That's yeah. fine.
1: Yeah. So it's a promising start. Uh also Big thank you to Big Voice Jay. Yes, yes Jay not
2: always That's amazing. Not National. only for what
0: you do, but also for sending the file, for like taking the time to do any of
2: this. He goes out of his way to get it to us when we're doing, when we're actually doing a show. He's
0: freaking also amazing. Also for
2: just being Big Voice Jay. Yeah. For being <laughs> the man, the myth, and the legend. Uh, but okay, but- so I did not think Terminator Dark Fate was going to be this much of a thing, and it's because I had not actually looked into the movie that we got. And that's, like, I was just, I was like, oh, going through Rotten Tomatoes, like, oh, it's actually certified fresh, and it's reviewing very well, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's the same director who did Deadpool. Mm -hmm. So they're like, no, like, the the late 90s jokes and references, like, he's completely on it with all that. It's, it's also, it's, you know,
1: Arnold, Linda Hamilton. Yeah, the original. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I was trying to explain to somebody, though, that, that. Terminator has been chasing that Terminator Two Dragon ever since.
2: <laughs> They've been never chasing. quite
1: nailed it, though.
2: <laughs> They've been chasing that one for a while. This is the what is this the third or fourth Terminator Three?
1: <laughs> this would be the
2: third Terminator Three, I believe. Yeah, because okay, so third Terminator Three. We've had two Terminator prequels. Is that it, or yeah? There is mm. definitely, and then
0: the prequels, and then there was also
2: the show, the show, which yeah,
1: was, the show was. The- Joe was a prequel. Oh,
2: okay.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: there was... Sarah Connor the... Chronicles. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. With what's-her-face, yeah.
1: Right. No, it's... Yeah. Uh, it... I would like to say it's a storied franchise, but the stories aren't great.
2: <laughs> They're kind of kind of mixed up. So I was actually loosely on board for the... F- was it the first Terminator 3? What was
1: that? It? Uh, um... the, the one that had Christian Bale was the second one, I think.
2: Okay, I saw that one. It was kind of garbage. The one that was showing, like, the beginning of the war. Or not the beginning yeah. of the war, but it was showing, like, into the war and it's showing John Connor when he's, like... Everyone's like, oh, you're supposed to be this big, great dude, and you're just, like, a pile of crap over here. Like, he hasn't stepped up I, into his role yet. The one where How it's, do any
1: of them know he's supposed to be this big, great dude, by the way? That makes no sense yeah. to me. But Look,
2: you have time travel, so it screws everything up. But, no, I was talking about the one where it, it literally shows Judgment Day.
1: Oh, that's that's the first uh, that's yeah. like Terminator uh Rise of the something. I don't Rise of the Planet of the Apes.
2: <laughs> Terminator Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I wanna watch that. Oh my god, I wanna watch that. Don't you wanna
1: watch that? <laughs> the Apes Take Down Skynet.
2: <laughs> oh, they'd be able to do it too.
0: What if you combine can you combine the titles of that in Resident Evil? Something Umbrella no, Corp has something want, to do with it too? Umbrella Corp is a partner corporation with Skynet. Mm.
2: Maybe if, we're, know. Know that's that's real far fetched, but no, it's the one where it shows. The Planet
0: of the Apes isn't. No, no, <laughs> no. We're... Right Look, now. we
2: grew up with that. Like that was existence. That was reality when I was born. But uh, well, so it's when they show Judgment Day happen. And it it's literally show they so they show throwbacks and you don't even realize it. It's showing him coming into a bunker like at the end mm-hmm. when um uh, determin oh, yeah. when Schwarzenegger's been taking them, he keeps saying to Skynet, and it's not to Skynet to destroy it, it's to a big like underground facility to take the president during a nuclear war. And mm-hmm. it's basically to get John there to so he can set up the resistance. And uh, it's you if you paid attention to him walking through like the hallways and tunnels into the main room it's the destroyed hallways and tunnels they show in the opening of Terminator Two when it shows them like stepping out of what looks yeah. like this decimated bunker and it's literally the halls of that place.
1: Yeah, yeah that's the, the thing. Place. Like, there's a lot of weird attention to detail in some of those, even when they're not like s- super successful. Yeah,
2: you know. Uh, Look, we just need this one to be financially successful.
0: Yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm, I have hope for this one.
2: I definitely uh, have I'm, hope that went off of two days. It can put us into third place.
0: So I was looking; they do have on um, the the league standings on the stream team website, and so just because I keep wanting, I keep wondering about the dates of when of our stuff when it's coming out. You know, so we have only we have two movies this month and two movies that next month, and then done. So yep. that's screwy. But like We kinda have a big movie. Yeah, yeah. So like after Terminator, basically closer to Thanksgiving, we're gonna have see what Frozen Two really Let does. Let it
2: go. <laughs> Let it go. We just need another Let song. Let
1: all of your money go. Yes.
0: <laughs> Please.
2: <laughs> Look, everyone I've talked to who are not like Disney files are just like, No, I have a child under the age of nine. I'm going to see the movie.
0: <laughs> I think it looks pretty. Like I like so. the uh the motif they have going on. Anywho,
2: Anywho, uh, I guess we have an announcement to make um, that may not be popular with some. (laughs) So, due to uh, life (laughs) happening and uh, work schedules, we are going to be moving back to our old recording schedule. Uh, We do heavily apologize and completely understand if you feel the need to adjust your Patreon level or anything like that. But we are going to be going back to a every other week schedule, because yeah. every week has since I mean we've decreased our uh, we could call it staff, <laughs> even for our usual recording, and that that was a blow to us. And things have changed with work, and things have changed at home, and there's we a whole
1: a whole small person dependent on yes on other people there's. there's
2: it's a lot happening, so it's it's Hospital one of those things. Stays happen. Yeah. yeah. So, because of life, we can no longer keep up the weekly thing and maintain our personal lives. And so, He's got the
0: like life finds a way. Yeah, life to finds f a, up everything.
2: Life finds <laughs> a way, but we can't. So, we deeply apologize, everyone. But we will be going to every other week and we really hope you guys will stay with us Mm -hmm. and that's hopefully we can pump the quality back to where it kind of used to be I don't know if you could say we ever had quality (laughs) no it it
1: gives us a little more time for some research gives us a little time to to get stuff done and space it out so it's not you know frantic last minute stuff so we're and also some time to sleep
2: (laughs) Yeah, some uh, of us uh, only sleep four to five hours. So, what is what is this sleep? And
0: um, it. Uh, I I'm hoping to like personal goal. I guess is to be more active on our. I mean, we're we're already decent on Inst- on on Twitter, but like I would like to get better at the Instagram stuff again for the show.
2: And it has to be said, look, if you want. If you really want to be active with us and everything, get in the Discord. So if you listen to yeah. the founders episode and we're like screaming, pulling your hair out over what we were saying and <laughs> wanted to get your voice heard, get in the Discord because definitely there were days worth of conversation happening in there over that. And it's just if you wanted, if you wanted to know Casey's standings on all this, it is fully available in the Discord. You got to get in there and you can talk to all of us. Let your voice be heard. Uh, scream at me. Scream at whoever. <laughs> or just well, plus as plus as as other news was unveiling. Yeah, uh,
1: we were just reacting in real time, going like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, that that makes sense." Yeah, if you
2: want the, it, it was definitely the real time reactions of a lot of things, and it, uh, it was before some of us had time to actually think about it. Yeah. So we're all just like shooting our mouths off in there sometimes, and there's also some really funny stuff happening in there.
1: Yeah, and, you know, we, we usually try to... <laughs> There's the odd joke or two that one of us might make. It's it's a good time.
2: Lewd comments, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, you know where else you're going to find lewd comments? Untapped. Untapped. Get r- riggity, riggedy wrecked,
1: son! Yes, well, uh, we got a new badge from Casey's favorite brewery. Uh, <laughs> cheers, X3. I know how they want me to say that, but I like my way better. Okay. Uh, from Bells, the number one beer in America, as voted by the Amer- Home- American Homebrewers Association members, 2019, marked the third year in a row. I thought it was only two. That was the third
2: but year in a row. Hmm.
1: I I feel like a couple of those years ran together then.
2: Uh, Look, you, but I mean, drink, thir- you drink like we drink, things. You, that the whole memory thing, <laughs> it, it starts to degrade.
0: Yeah. That's the first to go.
1: 2019, our third year in a row, that Two Hearted IPA was named Best Beer in America by members of the American Homebrewers Association. Bell's Brewery start, uh, started from homebrewing, and so it's only fitting to be recognized by those who brew their own beer. Bell's would like to thank the homebrewing community for helping them get to where they are today. Cheers to Two-Hearted. Cheers to you. They should have had one more cheers in there.
0: Yeah, they should have. Uh,
1: anyway, we've teamed up with our friends at Bell's for a Cheers X3 badge. I'm not going to say it the way they want me to. Uh,
2: I want to note it. Noted, he says iPhone X as well. <laughs>
1: At least now that's not no, an issue anymore. But I do say Mega Man X. Uh, oh
2: yeah, D- didn't we all? That's I never referred to it as anything other than Mega Man X. That's well, because that that whole franchise
1: became a different thing, and it was yeah. But anyway, check into to a two hearted uh, between November first and November thirtieth, and you unlock this badge. Uh, so,
0: until the end of the month. Good.
1: Yep. Times a tickin. You know, that tickle in your mustache.
2: <laughs> you are just you just digging at me now, aren't you?
0: I All mean, right, I got a mustache. <laughs> well, now for something completely different. The topic of the show.
1: Venn Vetra! back for Singing
2: You give me another bottle of this, and I will be. Oh
0: my gosh! Right? Okay, sorry.
1: <laughs> well, today we're talking about amaro.
2: Amaro. <laughs> that was unplanned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're going to get this out of the way. Amaro. <laughs> so yeah, if you listen to the, uh, the Burgundy episode, <laughs> it was just rife with the, oh yeah, a slaughtering uh, th- of other languages.
1: By the way, the 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 Burgundy episode, the Burgundy episode. <laughs> now you said it right I said I literally walked out of there the next day and I still couldn't couldn't figure out which way I was supposed to describe the wine. <laughs>
2: uh, anyway,
1: uh, amaro is Italian for bitter. It I don't Italian. Know.
2: What's amaro with you? <laughs> it's <a meat>.
1: <laughs> uh anyway, it's an Italian herbal liqueur that is commonly consumed as an after-dinner digestif. Mm. It's like you. How's your, how's your stomach feeling, there, buddy? You know what makes it feel better? Alcohol.
2: You know that makes everything feel better.
1: Mm, not livers.
2: <laughs> Look, it just depends on the liver.
1: Yeah. Well, it usually has a bittersweet flavor, sometimes syrupy, and it has an alcohol content between sixteen and forty percent.
2: <laughs> That's kind of a huge gap. That's such a range, sixteen to. It goes from a strong beer to flammable.
1: It goes from strong beer to whiskey. Yeah. Uh, Similar liqueurs have traditionally been produced throughout Europe. Uh, There's also local varieties in Germany, Hungary, the Netherlands, and France. But The term Amaro uh, is applied only to Italian products of the kind. Sort of. (laughs) That's... During some research like that's a little iffy Uh, Here, let's let's try a little bit straight because I've been mixing mine with a cocktail all night.
2: Down that syrup.
1: Uh, Wow, that's a that's like a coarse
2: hop. (laughs) It says it like eating hop nuggets.
0: (laughs) I don't think anything compares.
1: It's like it's like eating sugar dipped hop nuggets because it is sweet initially. It has like a syrupy sweet consistency. But then it's just all herbal bitterness.
2: Now I just want to do it.
1: (laughs) Well, like any liqueur, bitter liqueurs are made by sweetening and flavoring a base spirit. Unlike typical liqueurs, which span the gamut from creamy to spicy to floral, bitter liqueurs will always have a bit of an edge to them. Yeah. I'm going to shave with those. (sighs) Uh (laughs)
2: Why? Can we not use such such terminology?
1: Uh, that bracing bitterness that's more or less uh, p- uh, present in the melange of flavors.
2: Oh.
1: The spice must flow. It must. Uh, despite what you may think, this does not make it undrinkable. Well, let's see. Uh, maybe I have another sip. <laughs> I'll take another
2: sip and just... Uh...
1: <sighs> okay. So I... What I'm drinking from, by the way, is the Zuka. Uh, there was another one that was recommended that was uh, more expensive, but uh, that... It has, like, a a, a herbal pickling. Does What's... that make sense? No. Okay.
0: I, I don't understand.
1: Uh, it's got, like, that... that it's got, like, the bitterness of, like, a, a... Maybe it's more like it's got dill in there. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Ooh, dill. Ooh. Because I'm, I'm thinking pickle, but I'm maybe just thinking of dill pickles.
0: Uh, now I want a pickle.
1: Now I'm thinking of a small infant that did not bring anything <laughs> to a to a popular animated show.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, kind of ruined it, if you ask me.
1: Uh, well, let's see... Uh, Anyway, on the contrary, bitter liqueurs have uh, have been drunk on their own, especially as digestivos. That sounds Spanish. That's probably not correct.
2: Digestivos. But... Well,
0: Spanish and Italian do sound very similar.
1: Well, they come from the same language, but that's... Uh... Anyway, that's because they have the same ingredients that lend amaros their bitter flavor, where other characteristics have also been thought to have digestive or other health-promoting properties. Well... As basic flavor profile for amaro, uh, well, that's a bit hard to pin down. Some of the darker amaros feature things like herbs, like barks, roots, citrus peels, spices, and other lighter Ar- uh, amaros have, like Campari, feature. Excuse me, citrus peel, spices, uh, florals, nothing too dark, but still an edge. Uh, terro- terro- terroir, terra uh, gr- terroir, I Got to say it like, uh, what's your name? Let's uh, say Barbara Walters. Oh. Uh where the ingredients are grown can have an, can have an impact, and ABVs can vary from sixteen to thirty-five to even forty percent ABV. Basically, a beautifully bitter rainbow. Yes, that includes Jagermeister. <laughs> uh, Jager, you lost me. I <laughs> no, had a, I had enough in
2: college to last me a lifetime.
1: No, no story that. That detours into
2: Jaeger ends in a good, good end for the storyteller. No, no. Some of, uh, most of mine end decent for me, not well for others, because I was the one drunkenly mixing them drinks.
1: <laughs> Look, you had to clean up that puke.
2: No, no. Ian uh, took care of it himself. He pulled it out of the non disposal side and put it in the disposal side.
1: Oh, God. I forgot about that.
2: <laughs> no, no. That was off of uh, my, um, no, he had had some Jaeger bombs that I made then, but uh, that was mainly off of uh, half-and-halves and some uh, ethnic Irish car bombs.
1: <laughs> well, Amaro is typically produced by macerating herbs, roots, flowers, bark, and or citrus peels in alcohol, either neutral spirits or wine, mixing the, uh, the filtrate with sugar and syrup uh, and allowing the mixture to age in cask or bottles. So, that's pretty interesting.
2: Yes, so let's get into some 101 here of
1: amato. Some of this may be a little bit repeaty, but they're going by sections. Yes, so
2: so, uh, your spirit base here. Amaro is generally made from botanicals, uh, macerated in any number of spirit bases. Though the most popular these days are wine plus a neutral alcohol. Uh, the latter serves as a blank slate so that the botanicals need uh, need not compete with additional flavor. So alcohol contents. marrow runs from uh, one extreme to the other, probably more so than another spirit genre. Bottles can contain as low as eighteen. this like okay, the next source was saying eighteen, but sixteen to eighteen we within two percent. Like that's basically in distilling variants. Uh, to Wait, this one's saying over 70 ABV. Whew.
0: I mean, the, the fact is it goes from decent to, whoa.
2: <laughs> decent to it'll get you drunk. But aging, uh, just as diverse as the alcohol content, so are the variations of barrel or wood influence. Some producers use none. Others use barrels that are hundreds of thousands of liters large for years worth of aging. Typically a darker color and oxidized taste are good indications of barrel age. Uh, For regionality, a marrow-like wine is produced in every single commune of Italy from the Alto Adige in the north to Sicily. Picture it, Sicily, 1922. (laughs) And uh, Calabria in the south. Ingredients, while commonly referred to as botanicals, most uh, Amari actually utilize far more than just various parts of flora. The well known Campari uh, used carmine? Yeah, sure. All right. As a red dye for much of its history, which red, is derived. Red dye. <laughs> all right, that was a stretch, but. <laughs> it's derived from uh, a beetle. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: That's, Which I've heard, one? I've heard
1: of that John, before. Paul, George, Ringo?
2: <laughs> All of them. Oh. And they, they put them into a mortar and pestle and grind them up. I
0: got,
2: that. <laughs> got... That's, that's a bad
0: joke. Oh, it reminds me of that trailer. Oh.
2: What? Huh? Oh, I'm
0: having nightmares again. What? what the you... Diablo?
2: Oh, the Diablo oh. 4 trailer. With, oh, oh it, the Oh, Blood of the three either, so given willingly, crazy. and it's showing like Should the it? the blood like just like pour like coming from their body by itself and like forming the like Diablo. I'm, I'm gonna have
0: nightmares for the rest of my life.
1: I mean, that was always probably going to happen. You yeah. just you have content for it now. <laughs> yeah.
2: Look, Diablo Four has like in the trailers like they've always been kind of like demonic and kind of dark, and this one takes it to like full on from like a supernatural aspect to like horror. Like it straight up. I feel like they up.
1: decided that you know what, guys. Fine, you're gonna make fun of us for making your making a mobile game. Fine, Here. we're gonna terrify. Yeah, they, they you. took the tra- yourselves to death. They took
2: the training <laughs> wheels off for this one because before it's like, oh, here's this big beyond horror demon and all this stuff, and this one like, no, we're just gonna show like blood like shooting out of people's bodies and forming demonic symbols and.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Like you do. Yeah.
2: Tracks for Blizzard. Uh, though there aren't that many rules the actual theory and process of making a motto is quite simple place any number or quantity of botanicals into alcohol to extract their flavors and nutritional properties today, all right step one succeeded <laughs> boom done uh today a neutral spirit or mild wine base is preferred but the process is by no means new many of the products that we have uh come to enjoy and ones that we've still have left to discover, owe their origins almost entirely to the monastic orders of Western Europe. Like, most things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like all the things ever.
1: Anything yeah. dating from uh, the Middle Ages or, early, uh, or back. He's like, no, that's fine. The monastic orders, they did your work.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> custodians of much of science available at the time. Brotherhoods such as uh, the Franciscans, uh... Marists, Benedictines, uh Dominicans, and dis- then discovered that alcohol served as a preservative, and thus they experimented with botanical maceration.
1: Natural botanicals.
2: Yes. By the nineteenth 19- <laughs> By the nineteenth century, the macerations or tonics had become a staple in Italian drinking habits. <sighs> So many jokes bubbling. Uh, While many enjoyed the flavors of these liqueurs, uh, it was the lower alcohol expressions which stimulated uh, the appetite before a meal, aperitifs, and eased digestion, digestif.
1: Get you coming both, get you coming and going. Yeah,
2: there you go. Uh, you, You can have it before and after dinner.
1: Oh, well, that's a shame. Sorry, I just dropped an ice into my cock- ice cube in my cocktail.
2: <laughs> After a meal, if taken straight, that would largely compose the genre of amaro, which became hugely popular. A good deal of amaro production became centralized in Italy uh, as monastic orders were f- <clears throat> forced out of their original countries via anti-clerical laws, and as individuals such as Oh, Gasper Campari. And Angelo Gentile? sure, going with it. Sounds- uh, and Felice Vitone began. And to I pro- believe that
1: I believe that is uh, uh, Nabi <laughs> I believe
2: it's uh, Joey Fatone. Yes. <laughs> oh no, wrong. Uh, began to produce their own styles of bitter liqueurs in the past 150 years. A mind-blowing number of varieties and producers have followed. Some styles center around uh, specific ingredients. Rem- uh, Rhubarbo? rambarro, for example, <laughs> relies heavily on Chinese rhubarb. Oh, yeah, let's let's take rhubarb and distort that one even further. China has a Chinese has a rhubarb. I, I, can I is there? Can I have a Chinese rhubarb pie? Is that is that a thing? Yeah, a thing we can do because I'd do it. But beyond that, the rest is at the producer's discretion. Alpine styles don't uh, refer to specific ingredients, but rather a close proximity to any alpine region whose botanicals serve only as a loose guideline as to what they can include. So it's kind of a, meh, (laughs) follow your heart. (laughs) We'll we'll make it work. Finally, finally there are styles such as uh, Fernet. Uh, which, in addition to having no specific ingredients, is not directly related to any specific region, and even the name's origin remains clouded in controversy.
1: The name just means
2: eh. <laughs> but somehow it has become every bartender's favorite shot. Uh, dozens of varieties are commercially produced, the most commonly available of which are Padre pa uh verse. I think I think it is actually. Ramaz Rem
0: Ramazzotti.
1: Rasmatas.
2: Yes. Uh, Ramazzotti. Lucio and <laughs> <laughs> that's, not the... that's what I'm going with
0: Lucano. Luch- Luciano, sorry, Luciano. Luciano.
2: And uh Montenegro. Yeah. I think we Don't... also missed Averna. Averna, oh, no, he, s- he said it. it just.
1: Oh, sorry, I was busy saying "Padre Pepe." <laughs> uh,
2: many commercial bottlers trace the recipe or production to the 19th century. Recipes often originated in monasteries or pharmacies, so you know some Every- good stuff.
1: I feel like everyone tries to do that. They're like, "Oh, this dates. Uh, recipes date back to the ancient times. How far back? 2004.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, this episode's um, dress to kill references. You can't do that. That was from fifty years, years ago. ago. <laughs>
2: no, should no, I not? no one was no. alive
0: back then.
2: Alive then. Amado is typically drunk neat. Hmm. I mean, Justin. That's,
1: that's an option.
2: Sometimes <laughs> with a citrus wedge. Hmm. From, uh, from there's the... there's a cherry
1: in here. Is that
2: close? Sure. I think it counts. Uh, it may also be drunk on ice or with tonic water. Huh. Should not be confused with Amaretto, my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> because I had never heard of Amaro before this episode. I hadn't so either. When didn't Justin, think. like, in our, our, like, group chat was like, we're like, oh, what's the next episode going to be? He's like, Amaro. And I was like, is that, in my head, I was just thinking, oh, did, like, is that some kind of shortening of Amaretto that I'm not hip
1: to? <laughs> Yeah, I was I was trying to make sure we were talking about the same thing. I was like, well, if we're gonna work on the episode, I don't want (laughs) to. Yeah, I don't want to do a whole episode, and you guys have amaretto sours. And I go, uh oh. Either way, it was
2: going to be Italian.
1: So I didn't. I didn't know what it was either. Let's not presume that I knew what I was talking about, but I was pretty (laughs) sure they were two different things. Mostly because I immediately went, "Are they the same thing?" And I went to Wikipedia, and it goes, "They are not the same."
2: Thanks. So, uh, amaretto, which is another Italian liqueur that is sweet and traditionally flavored with the pits of apricot or other... Uh,
0: droop fruits, which droop I'd, fruits. I've never <laughs> heard of before.
2: Droop fruit! <laughs> oh, I was just going to say droop fruits. But. No, it's a droop fruits. Droop fruit! We all not, I don't have to go there, do I? We all know what a... Yeah. I'm laughing about here, droop fruit. No, we're all twelve. It's yeah, yeah. It's the it's the low hanging fruit. Such yeah. as Droop Fruit. <laughs> Turns out. Next next three words. Such as almonds. <laughs> I feel <laughs> That's what happens at puberty. Thank you, furry Viking. It's like walnuts. Uh nor should it be confused <laughs> with amarone. <laughs> a rich Italian dry red wine. From Oh God. Val Bollicella. What she said.
1: <laughs> there there they also have
2: droop fruits.
0: <laughs> the oh. coat of nuts all over again.
2: Well my uh, droop fruits are all bunched.
1: Uh, okay. What's what's Casey gonna make out of this one?
2: <laughs> what's what's a
1: fr- it's gonna be there's gonna be a fruit beer. And so, it's gonna be fruit.
2: No one's clued in on our like we have a big group chat that still includes Casey and in that we start talking about from last was that last episode that no, was the episode it was before. Episode, yeah. episode okay, before yeah. uh with the uh, coat de nuts and he's like, no, no, it's an Imperial nut brown. <laughs> and we start talking about variants and it was uh cafe de nuts would be the <laughs> the coffee <Yeah>. variant.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying it's gonna be spelled with a Z and it's coat de nuts. <laughs> Coat D's nuts. Oh, that sounds worse. Sorry, I didn't realize what had just happened.
0: <laughs> anyway, <laughs>
1: from the
2: Ladders Brewing.
0: Yes, uh, let's move on to the styles.
1: We need stickers from the Ladders Brewing. With
0: I know. <laughs> okay, um, so the styles of Uh medium. So typically 32% That's
1: a, that's a fancy name there. Medium. <laughs> Medium. <laughs>
0: yeah. Typically 32% ABV with an even balance between bitter, sweet, and citrus tastes. Uh, examples of this type are Montenegro, uh, Ramazzotti, Averno, Rasmitaz. Luciano, Luxaro Amaro Abano, and Amaro Bio.
1: I honestly thought you were just saying three in rapid succession,
0: not... <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm saying any of these correctly. Let's just let's just get that out there right now. Um, okay, I'm gonna look this up because there's no way it's said how it's spelled. Fernet. Exactly. Fernet. What oh, is it? Uh, that- Fernet. Fernet. <laughs> Fernet. Uh, more more sharply bitter than old or than other amari. Amari. Examples include Fernete Hunter, uh, Branca Stock, uh, Luxardo, Amaro Santa Maria Almonte.
1: Isn't that a type of pasta style, like (laughs) El Monte?
0: No, uh, you're thinking El Dente.
1: (laughs) I mean, what would El Monte be then?
0: I'm thinking of Del Monte for some reason. I'm thinking of Del Taco Wow. Okay. Uh, there's also light, lighter in color than others, uh, usually with more citrus notes. Examples include Amaro Nonino, Amaro Florio, and Amaro del Capo. Uh, I
1: want to make a style of something now and make it backwards. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you have your light, your your medium, oh. and your dark, and. Light known for your darker flavors, <laughs> your darks or your lights. And just, just to confuse anyone so trying to categorize anyone. anyone,
0: yeah. Uh, Alpine is the next one. And I'm sure it's said differently too, but there's no way it doesn't look like Alpine. Uh, flavored with Alpine herbs, sometimes with a smoky taste, typically around 17% alcohol content. Examples include Amaro Alpino, Amaro Zara, and Amaro uh, Braulio. Vermouth, we would know, we are familiar with such things. Unlike mm-hmm. other amados, which are amat, is it amar? See, I'm I keep saying it now, and I think I'm wrong. Play it. I know. Hold on.
1: Vermouth, the the thing that should not be its own drink, lady Amaro. from Groundhog.
2: Amaro.
0: Amaro. Okay, yeah, we're basically on yeah.
2: That. No, no, no. Uh, uh, as Justin was saying. Oh yeah, yeah. Can can you continue? Can you- what is the the appalling beverage ordered in Groundhog's Day?
1: Uh, it is a uh, sweet vermouth with a twist. And you just look at her and go... Why? No. <laughs> you don't worry, you truly are in hell if you have to spend <laughs> yeah, 10,000 years listening to someone give that drink order.
2: Uh, and you have to drink it for those 10,000 years to think that's acceptable.
1: That's definitely an acquired taste. Yeah,
0: really. Um, unlike other amatos uh, which are typically made from grain-based alcohol vermouth amaro is wine-based it's sweeter with more citrus and very closely resembles the aperitif um, vermouth examples are amaro which is with an e instead of an a uh, amaro don barrero amaro diesus jesus del frate sorry uh <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: no, just, they, just kill it. Just butcher it. Right uh, there on the spot. Spirit I mean, of the heart. That's what we do. Uh, I was going to uh, say,
1: just butcher it. Kill it now. Start cleaving out the meat. Make sure you get some nice back fat.
0: Yeah. So, uh, carciofo, uh, made with artichoke. Usually around 17% alcohol.
1: It's artichoke. like, for a lot of these, they looked down and went, I mean, that's just sitting there. It's just... <laughs> chuck it in the chuck it in the liquor we'll see what it will do
0: yeah i mean right now uh these amari are usually taken as an aperitif rather than a digest digestif uh examples yeah it's not
1: gonna make you digest very well
0: yeah uh examples include uh i'm going to look this one up cyanide <laughs> i was like cyanide uh that's not right she's not um yeah, so that. Uh, the next one is Tartufo, uh, made with no, black... No, that's
1: a, that's a play by Vol- Voltaire. <laughs> uh,
0: made with black truffles, which sounds just interesting. Uh, bottled at 30% alcohol, Mari of this type are produced in the central Italian region of Umbria, uh, which is known for its truffles, as well as in San Marino. I think
1: Umbria is better known for its Pokemon. Brian.
0: Right. Uh, uh there's no way in the universe that's china s- said i was like there's mm. kina kina china i speak third most italian on this show
2: <laughs> i believe we all speak third most <laughs> like genuinely
0: it hurts i had a, a social studies per- uh, teacher in middle school who said italian and like in earnest and i was like what's happening <laughs>
2: You, yeah, I'm only doing this as a joke. I, Your social yeah. studies teacher was Peggy Hill in that crap. <laughs> no, Hard.
0: T- yeah, but like, <laughs> uh, not ironically. Okay, so um, Kina, made with bark of... Uh, kin- no, Chincona Kazaya. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the oldest and most popular brand <laughs> is uh, Kina Martini, based in Turin.
1: I like better China Martini. <laughs>
0: right. Look,
2: I thought I had it bad this episode.
0: No, oh, it's all me now. <laughs> uh, Rab- Rababaro, uh made with rhubarb. Hey, the,
2: yeah, the Chinese rhubarb.
0: Yeah, the old, uh, uh, oldest and most popular brand is Zuccha, or no hey. Zucca, uh, based in Milan. That's uh, what I got. Oh, hey.
1: <laughs> so that okay, rhubarb apparently.
0: Then that's okay. Well, that's
2: more than a southern thing used to make pies and <laughs> desserts. Apparently,
0: mm, how pie. Do you?
2: you? have no idea
0: Zuka.
2: how much rhubarb I've had to throw away recently. At <laughs> work, like that's. A, I'm not going to get into what I do. It's just having seen like whole bundles of rhubarb, but people who clear who are clearing it out as like a weed because you know it has a certain look to it that gives that like farmhouse appearance, mm-hmm. and it's. People didn't realize why it was being grown. I'm like, no, you can use this. And everyone's just throwing it out. And I'm just like pitching all this perfectly good rhubarb, Hmm. aghast at what's happening.
0: I've never had rhubarb. It's a southern... My mom never made it. I think my dad didn't make it.
1: First time I had rhubarb pie, I think I was hanging out with Matt. And I don't remember if it was his mom or one of his grandparents or somebody had made it. But he's like, we got pie. And I was like, how is this rhubarb?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because pie um okay so the last one isn't really like it's just miscellaneous <laughs> uh made with honey fennel or unripe green walnuts
2: Ooh, fennel Ooh, that would, ooh, that would be good
0: be interesting um okay now the fun stuff let's get into some cocktails
2: i've got a few recipes here uh i don't think we're gonna go through a whole list of recipes for time's sake
0: that's a good handful um yeah. So, this first one is the Americano, not to be confused with the Starbucks drink. <laughs> it's just the coffee. coffee. you
2: say, oh, is that... Yeah. Look, well, when where do are... you think they got the name from? Hmm. When I was in the UK, I did not know how to order a coffee, so I was just like, you know what, screw it, we're just ordering Americanos everywhere we go, because that gets me the closest thing to what I want.
1: Yeah. And all of a sudden, they give you cocktails, and you're like, oh,
0: well, all right. <laughs> Score! <laughs> yeah, either way. Uh, So, here are numerous not-quite-definitive histories of this wildly popular aperitif. Uh, We're partial to the one, um, oh, God, Gaspare Campari, Campari. created in 1860 at the cafe in Milan, Italy. This light, refreshing, low-alcohol drink, that's a Negroni without the gin, was originally called a Milano Torino but was renamed during Prohibition to appeal to American expats who'd adopted it as their own. So, mm. this is uh, an ounce of Campari, an ounce of sweet vermouth, club soda, and an orange twist. Uh, the method is you add the Campari and vermouth to ice-filled glass, top with soda, and stir. And then, of course, you garnish with the orange.
1: That, that doesn't sound terrible, actually. No. Uh, but now, let's talk about... Uh, spoiler... What I've been drinking this whole episode.
2: Oh, yes. So this is... Anyone who remembers, we I think we mentioned this. This is what, uh, when my dad came to out of heart surgery, the first thing he... He looked at the nurse and asked for this drink. Oh, my god! Literally, the first words out of his mouth were asking for one of these.
1: Apparently, me and your father have some similarities. That's so funny. Well, swapping... Uh, this is the Black Manhattan, swapping a Montenegro for vermouth in a Manhattan, uh, transformed into a darker, more complex, and definitely more bitter cocktail. But it's only that's the only swap you can make. A Black Manhattan, the shadowy twin of the classic, can be made with any of your favorite Amari, depending on how sweet or bitter you want, the, want to be feeling. Created by a San Francisco bartender Todd Smith during his time at Bourbon & Branch, this take on rye whiskey-based Manhattans replaced a sweet vermouth with an Italian Amaro Averna. It's just the thing for when you're in the mood for something dark with a touch of mystery. Now, I'm going to give you their uh, their ingredients for what they used when we do what we're drinking. I'll tell you what I use to make mine. It is very different. Uh, well, not very, but uh, you use two ounces of rye, one ounce of Averna, a dash of bitters, a dash of orange bitters, and brandied cherry or- for garnish. That um, sounds
2: delicious.
0: Brandied cherry. It, I want that, like, right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and basically, just put all the gla- mix, uh, all the ingredients into a mixing glass, fill with ice, stir for thirty seconds until ice cold, and then strain into a coupe glass and garnish with a brandied cherry.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah,
1: no. yeah. I saw that one and went that. That's the one I want to make today. It also required the least amount of ing- ingredients. <laughs>
2: All right, well, there are a number of these going on. Uh, we're going to do one more because we are, we're stretching our time limits here, and everyone's really only tuning in for one thing. Uh, <laughs> Negroni. Uh, there are no more recognizable bitter cocktail than the Negroni. It's all thanks to strikingly red Campari. Uh, many are drawn in by the vibrant color, but only the truly bitter stay around uh, for its perfumey flavor. Variations like the Boulevardier uh, Old Pal uh, Have (laughs) their time and place But for our money There's no beating the original When the urge for bitter strikes So the details on this one It is uh, ingredient wise One ounce of gin One ounce of Campari One ounce of sweet vermouth An orange twist for garnish That's actually pretty simple
1: yeah, and this is basically the same thing ingredient wise, though I think as uh, the americano just yeah with gin, yeah, mm. you're,
2: the, the the gin's the only thing. Yeah, uh, so your method here: never shake a Negroni, stir, 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 always. Uh, once mixed, strain into a rocks glass and add fresh ice, preferably larger cubes. Uh, think one to one, one by one cubes. If you prefer the drink up, uh, use a chilled glass. Hmm. Uh, serve with an orange twist garnish. Uh, the sacred garnish. Grapefruit twist if you're feeling adventurous.
1: All right. But yeah, there's there's a few other ones here. Some of them, though, involve smoke machines. <laughs> yeah,
2: they get kind of some... uh, complex.
1: Although the the one that involves the smoke machine has a great name. And it's, uh, let's see if I can find it. It's... Something Chicago. Uh, Disco Valente, Mobile Spritz, uh, Risky White Punch, Revelator. You
2: got a hanky panky Revelator, rem, Remazotti, and Black Cherry Soda. Um, no, I
1: can't, I can't find it, but it was like a Chicago
2: House Fire or something like that. <laughs> That's horrible. Disco Volante. <laughs>
1: yeah, maybe I got, maybe I cut it out of here already, just to make room for later uh but yeah that one's the disco
2: volante that is
1: so involved also involves milk by the time you're done with this thing that milk is going to curdle
2: oh my gosh! yeah especially when i look down it's like oh heat milk to around 140 degrees oh that's way too much for a cocktail yeah Mm -hmm. but uh speaking of way too much for a cocktail let's get into what we're drinking Drink with me, friend.
0: Uh, yeah, so. so we You're are... you done with
2: yours, so I'll let you sing the praises of this while I finish mine.
0: I can't express mm. how much I love this beer. This was so... Under- <laughs> so this
2: beer was uh, dropped off to us from uh, Smoke. Amazing, amazing friend of the show. And he completely undersold it. He's like, man, this one, was, I don't know, is okay, and it's this, uh, I, I don't know about it, I don't think it's going to be very good. It, well, he didn't say it's not going to be very good, he just... He undersold it. As soon as, as far as like deserty stouts go, this is the oh my god, Francine, these chocodiles, oh my god.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, can you not even? I cannot.
2: There's only even. odds to be found in this domicile it's at the moment. So good. Threes and sevens, thirteens—they're <laughs> floating around everywhere.
0: Those are the scores we're giving. them like I can't. I. I, I almost like I'm like licking my lips. I'm like, is there anything left in this glass? I can't. The bottle's empty. I drained yeah. it. It's. Oh. Go. There's I, some I in
1: don't... Chris's mustache. No, Go that's there, that's
2: mine for the next 20 minutes.
0: <laughs> but no, it's, so it's a really good beer. Um, so it is the barrel aged Belgian chocolate toffee vanilla stout. I mean, the title alone. Good. <laughs> uh, it's from Octopi Brewing. It is an Imperial-slash-double-milk stout, 11.5% ABV. Uh, The description, special edition barrel-aged Belgian chocolate toffee vanilla stout, released for Octopi Brewing's fourth anniversary.
2: Um, We had a slight discovery about Octopi Brewing when we looked them up.
0: Yeah, their website doesn't list their beers, which I thought was odd. I think they are a... um, just a place where other people do brewing It's kind of it, like
2: a contract brewing place. So yeah. you can come in with a recipe and say, Hey, this is what we're looking for and they'll brew it.
0: Because it mentioned like promoting your brand and like talking about their state of the art equipment and that kind of thing. So So it's interesting.
2: Know. I want to look into them because this is not to have something brewed, but just because hey, that's an interesting thing you mm-hmm. don't see a whole lot of.
0: But oh my god, the beer's really good. This um, is delicious. It's got a uh, so
2: very maple y.
0: I, well, the toffee is pretty strong too. Yeah, but the um, I didn't see anything. I'm beer advocate for it, but on Untapped, it's got a 4.32 out of five. It's um, pretty good score. Yeah, it's it's definitely not bad. Yeah, um, it, it's
2: not perfect. It doesn't deserve a five, but it definitely deserves like way over a four.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. I wish there were
2: more. <laughs> oh, I am very much loving this thing. It is. If you're into pastry <laughs> stouts, yeah, I'm, I am loving it. McDonald's McDonald's my ass with this. Uh, so. Uh
1: well, I already told you what I've been having, which was uh, a black Manhattan, but I made some changes, uh primarily because it's the ingredients I had around. So, uh one, I bought Zuka, uh Amaro cuz I didn't know any better, and the other one was much more expensive.
0: I mean, yeah.
1: An extra $10, $15 to buy the other one. I was like, you know what? I can go buy a six-pack of beer and still be happy. Uh, so I've got, got the Zuka, which kind of described a little bit earlier. Uh, for uh, Instead of using rye, I use some bourbon because I have some sitting around. Uh, so I decided uh, let's let's go a little hard. Let's grab some uh, Smooth Ambler Old Scout American That's what whiskey. she said. Let's go yeah, a little yeah. hard. So I grabbed
2: the Smooth Ambler. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Uh, I grabbed that because it's got the, uh, it's about 99%. The Zuka's not su- uh, super heavy ABV, so I was like, well, this will kind of, they do even out, but it- it'll help. Uh, and then I put a couple dashes of bitters, uh, one of Angostura, just that old standby. And then I also grabbed, I didn't have any orange bitters, but I did have some Aztec chocolate bitters,
0: which always uh... should win, really. So
1: stirred that, poured it into a uh, smooth ambler. Johnny Cash, indeed. Uh, poured uh, poured that, strained it into uh, into a glass, and then uh, garnished it with some uh, wood for reserve bourbon uh, cherries.
0: Mm. I've got to try those. Like, and, I... uh,
1: yeah, uh, this comes out real, tro- it's like dark chocolate uh like that 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 aztec chocolate bitters kind of sings in there but the extra bitterness kind of just like makes everything a little bit sharper it's it's real tasty
0: uh, i'm i'm sold on this whole thing like your whole your list of ingredients i'm i'm there
1: yeah the the yeah the 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 zuka i think also helps it get a little extra bite to it uh like the joker earlier was saying like it's it's like i'm drinking sugary hops but
2: so uh, in chat now that uh,
1: I've had, now that I've had it plain like now that I had them straight I kind of have an idea of where some of this stuff is coming from.
2: Hmm. Uh, Furry Viking in the chat saying uh, the only cherries that are better than Lixardo cherries, the Woodford Reserves, uh, are the are no, the no, Lixardo The Lixardo only cherries oh. that are better
0: than the Woodford oh, are the okay. Lixardo. which okay. yeah okay that's fair because <laughs> those are really
2: good. High praises to be said for the Woodfords,
1: mm. yeah. So this was uh this ended up being a pretty pretty tasty night I've been uh laughing because lately I've been leaning more towards like spirits and uh uh cocktails than I had been previously hmm. uh just been wanting to make stuff again I guess well,
0: and also like this time of year is kind of a good time because you have like as we talked about on God however many episodes ago that was with the winter um mixed drinks that you make essentially like the buttered rum and the you know, that kind mm. of stuff. It's like that time of year to start mixing all the awesome stuff and get like nice cozy drinks. going. I've got some
1: Appleton rum somewhere in this apartment. Now I kind of want to make a hot buttered rum. Cause it's been cold lately.
0: Right. Right. It's like, Oh, it's so good. That time of year. Oh. Mm-hmm.
1: all right. Maybe that's the one I'm going to do on my day off tomorrow. Mm <laughs>
0: Well, I think that wraps
1: everything up, though, doesn't it?
2: Doesn't it? We can't stall and go for another hour?
1: (laughs) No, I think we should remind everyone that they can subscribe and get some great resources at uh, haveadrinkshow.com or they can follow us at haveadrinkshow on social media and twitch.tv. Or you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com or just use the feedback page on the website. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Nothing coming in by Carrier Pigeon recently. Uh, I have been checking mm-hmm. the coops. There's nothing there. All joking fun aside, I'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, um, you can check us out uh, on twitch.tv, of course. Live again uh, next weekend for our next live episode. Uh, remember to check out, we're going to hammer this home, slash have a drink show. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
2: I'm Justin Frazier and i'm christopher walker we'll see you in like 10 minutes
1: (laughs) as chris is shorn
2: i want to do it